USA News, I'm John Schaefer. As people around the world celebrate Earth Day today, John Kerry, the U.S. Special Envoy on Climate Issues, says he does see progress on climate change. We're seeing things happen that really were the stuff of fiction uh, as recently as, what, 10 years ago, five years ago, but now no longer. And I think, you know, farmers in the Midwest are seeing this in their crops, in their farms. You see people who cull the forests, uh, timber and so forth. Uh, It's burning. President Biden has signed an executive order directing federal agencies to focus on environmental justice initiatives. The order will create a new Office of Environmental Justice. The Supreme Court is allowing the popular abortion drug Mifepristone to remain on the market for now. Justices rejected a lower court ruling that would have banned the sale of the drug. The case will continue before the Fifth Circuit Appeals Court next month. Eight people were wounded in a pair of shootings in Washington, D.C. Police trying to determine if those shootings were related. One of the injured is a 12-year-old girl. None of the injuries are considered life-threatening. If you're wondering how to properly dispose of expired or unused prescription drugs you have, here's your answer. Today is National Prescription Drug Tank Back Day. The purpose of it is to give you a safe, convenient, and responsible means of disposing of prescription drugs so that you're not putting them into the water supply or the landfills. It's also to educate the general public about the potential abuse of medications. You can hit up Google for a location near you and they will take any kind of drug no questions asked i'm Corey myers ohio governor mike dewine wants norfolk southern railroad to pay for the long-term impacts of the train derailment in east palestine dewine feels the railroad should set up a fund to help people in the community that may be impacted by that toxic derailment this is usa news Texting enrolls you into reoccurring automated text messages. Consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. Hey, Dan, how you doing? Haven't seen you around the gym for a while. Yeah, I've really fallen off. Since I turned 40, I just don't get the results I used to get. Could be lower testosterone. Lower T. Yeah, I went through it a while back. Once you hit 40, your body has less free testosterone. I got Nugenics Total T, and it's made a huge difference for me. I've seen that on TV. Is it for real? Oh, yeah. The patented key ingredient is something called Testafin, which helps boost free and total testosterone levels to help you trim up and stay lean. And it's made a difference for you? Man, I feel like I'm in my 20s again, at work, in the gym, and in the bedroom. Are they still giving out complimentary bottles for people to try it for themselves? Yeah, you just need to send them a text. Text STAPLE to 321321 right now for your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea, the number one selling testosterone booster at GNC. Plus, text now and we'll include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, our most powerful fat incinerator ever, to help you get back into shape fast, absolutely free. Text STAPLE to 321321. That's STAPLE to 321321. The Republican field of presidential hopefuls could get more crowded in the coming weeks as more and more people look to challenge frontrunner former President Trump. Former Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson will launch his campaign this week. Former VP Mike Pence says he will finalize his plans in weeks, not months. Come June, Senator Tim Scott is expected to officially join the race. And former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie held a town hall meeting in New Hampshire saying tonight is the beginning of the case against Donald Trump. History is going to be made at the U.S. Naval Academy in Annapolis. Rear Admiral Yvette Davids has been nominated as 64th Superintendent of the Maryland Institution. If she's confirmed by the U.S. Senate, she would become the first woman to lead the military college. 
Well, this one might make you gag. A now former grocery store worker in Pennsylvania is accused of loading food items with sewing needles, some of which were sold to customers. Shoppers tell Six Action News it sickens them. People are sick. They're they're looking for attention. And I feel bad for the people who actually bought the products. Investigators say video from the giant store in Lower McCunchy Township shows the worker putting the needles into bagged vegetables, bakery items, packages of rolls, and perhaps pouches of tuna fish. Lieutenant Adam Reed with Pennsylvania State Police asked customers to return the tainted items to the store. You know, is there going to be evidence, most likely? Charges are pending against the suspect who's identified as a juvenile. I'm Jeremy Scott. I'm John Schaefer, USA News. Hi, I'm Ronnie Deutsch, and if you or your business owe money to the IRS, I've got great news for you. Tax laws have changed. Billions of dollars are earmarked for IRS Fresh Start programs. And if you qualify, you can literally save tens of thousands of dollars. Listen, I know what you're going through. Call me if you want to speak with a tax attorney or tax professional for free. 800-284-9275. That's 800-284-9275. The following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for RadioLawTalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, RadioLawTalk.com. Welcome back to Hour 2 of the most exciting, entertaining, and only sometimes informative show on Earth. That's Radio Law Talk. It's April twenty second, 2023. Thank you for being here. We love having you. I'm here with my co-host, Todd Cunin, Denise Dirks, and our producer, Cal Hunter. Been around for over six years we've been doing this. Six yeah. years. This is awesome. I'm still handing out cards, too. Oh, that's crazy. I can't believe it's been six years. I know. Um, we're going to talk about some uh, Samurai Sword College student. We're going to talk about why L.A. School District is getting sued. We're going to talk about a 13-year post-murder trial that's just just bizarre and interesting. Um, because it's bizarre that it's bizarre that we use words as attorneys. This is bizarre and interesting murder. You know, to us see, in the legal community, it's just this is what we do, and for us, it's. You know, it's almost like a brain tweezer. Sometimes people like to do those, you know, a brain twister, as they call them. You know, yeah. just do those little fun, you know, games. And that's, yeah. for us, it's very interesting. Yeah, I think it's our way of being creative with 
what we do, right. which is normally sometimes boring, the law, right? right? This is our way of being creative with the law. And so, we're not boring, Denise, with Radio Law Talk. We make it fun and exactly, interesting. Exactly. That's the point. Uh, what happens, Denise, when you allow uh, to have a party with underage youth and you you serve and or allow alcohol? We're going to tell you what happens. Or more. Or more. Yeah, there might be other things going on that you know about. <laughs> and by the way, Fred Penny has had lawsuits and brought cases like mm-hmm. this before as a personal injury lawyer. What happens at those events? Um Look, we're going to talk about a deadly limo crash. I didn't want to get in details with it, but this is one of the deadliest limo crashes and uh, whether or not there's prosecution mm-hmm. of the limo driver. We're going to go into that. Call us at 855-LAW-RADIO. Remember, general topics of law is all we're talking about. Seek counsel. We're not giving you legal advice. Woo! I feel better after that. Now we can't get sued. This is no fun. Yeah, it is. Well, Cal, everybody comes for one simple thing. Oh, to what play is it along. they come for? Yeah. They come to play along play with along. Case. Or no case. Now it's time to play Case Call or us no at case. 855. If you want to call in, look, if you want to call in at 855-529-7234. I know people don't like calling in and, and leaving uh, talking about cases, but you don't have to get on the air. You can just call in and say, hey, Cal, I say this is the deal. So go ahead, Cal. Like after all of this winter's flooding, Cleve Daggerett saw something offshore of his oceanfront home in Oregon. A very nice sailboat. So Cleve decided he would go out there 15 miles off the coast, hooked up to the sailboat, and pulled it in. And then uh, Jameson Rolls, about uh, 15 miles up the coast, had posted his beloved vessel, the Wave Queen, was missing. Cleve said, you know, it was more than 12 miles off the coast, and it was abandoned there for a while, and so it's in international waters. It's an abandoned vessel, pardon me. So guess what? Mr. Degaret says, it's mine. Whereas the previous owner says, no, it's mine. And, Fred, the question is, case or no case? Abandoned <laughs> vessel, international waters, whose is it? Well, you said, I guess the case is... Finders, keepers, losers, weepers is what you're saying? Well, I mean, there are some, there are exactly. some people who would claim that, I would Okay, guess. finders, yeah, I keepers, so. losers, yeah. weepers. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's what we'll call this one, finders, keepers. Yes. Put that down, yeah, Denise. Put that down. Finders, yeah. keepers, losers, weepers. Yep. In the boat. Yeah. Um, international uh, waters law. I, uh, actually, one of my attorneys has worked on that and handled those type of cases, but I don't do that. And the answer is... No, it is not. Just because it's it's floating out in the middle of the ocean does not mean it's yours. You are not that you have not bargained for that. There is nothing that you have done to receive. Uh, that's, that's what's called just enrichment. Um, but uh, and again, there I'm sure there's other laws on that that I don't know and I don't handle. So I'm going to say um, they th- there's no way that this is this individual's can say it's his boat. The question is, is it a case? I want to say no, it's a scenario, but not a case. Okay, Todd, what do you think about the case of Cleve Daggerett and the Wave Queen and the previous owner, Mr. Rolls? Well, I, I think that the the person that found it, who's claiming it, who, which Cleve Daggerett, Cleve, mm-hmm. um, needs to cleave unto a different understanding of the law. Mm-hmm. Because, look, he might not know whose boat that is. But he knows whose it isn't. He knows it's not his. He knows right? it's not his boat. Yeah. And, and if he goes and hooks up the boat, even if in international waters, right, he goes and hooks up the boat and then takes it back to shore, takes it back to his locale. Now he's within the jurisdiction of that state. Oregon. And, and in possession of 
stolen property because he knows i mean where you steal the property doesn't really matter it's that you are in possession of something in a jurisdiction and you know it's not yours and you know it's stolen because you stole it and so i i think that it is a case and i think that cleave loses because you know there's probably something, and I don't know what it is. There's probably something that says, okay, maybe you have a claim to abandoned property, but you've got to establish it's been abandoned for a while. And, I mean, there are people that find tre- shunken treasure of boats that sunk in, you know, the 1700s where the governments of those countries are like, hey. That's ours. W- that's ours. We're making a claim to that. Queen so, Isabella, let's send that out. We want it back for Spain. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, stuff right, like yeah. that. So I, I think, I think Cleve... Loses okay. on this That's case. Cleve loses. Thank you, Todd, for that. Denise, what do you think about the matter of Daggerette versus uh, Rolls and the matter of the Wave Queen? Well, you got me thinking about, um, you know, the international waters. What, how far does it extend off the coast of a country? And, and there's some difference of opinions um, uh, about that. And, you know, 15 miles would be three miles in international waters under some theories, but in others, it's 24 miles. I mean, there's just right now customary international law is a little different on that issue. So I just think that you made it up. <laughs> now, why would you think such an I don't know. <laughs> just intuition. Doesn't sound right, huh? Doesn't sound okay. right. Okay. Well, uh, first off, in Oregon, international waters are 12 miles, and apparently it does vary from state to state. I have a nephew who is in maritime law in Seattle. And, and I, I just talked to him a few months ago, and I said, so how's it going? He said, you know, I gave up driving from Bremerton into Seattle. I now take my boat across the... Nice. Across the so he commutes Beautiful. to work in a powerboat. So I said, good for him, making me jealous. But anyway, oh, that'd be nice. uh, he also told me about this scenario, which is uh, a scenario. not a case. <laughs> <laughs> Next hour, though, I want you to think about this one. Next hour, Michael... Row and Microsoft. That's what we'll talk about next hour. Did on you say case no, case? no case? I said no case. Yep, no case. So the no. only one that lost was Todd. Well, did you see how much she relished that, Mr. Cunin? <laughs> she seemed... I, I did. I did. I, you know, but hey, I'm a giver. And well, today, it's my role to right. give points back because right. I got a lot of points last week. But next hour, again, I want you to think about Microsoft. Michael Rowe. Remember Mike Rowe, the dirty jobs yes, guy? Yes, I Mike do. Rowe. Soft. Just think about it. Coming up next hour on Radio Law Talk as we bring you Case or No Case. And that's Case or No Case for this hour. Wow. So here's an interesting thing. Uh, is it time to go already, Cal? We've got a minute. Yeah. All right. An interesting thing is about this Connecticut samurai sword dude. We're going to talk about him. By the way, if you look at his picture, he's a freaking big boy. Um, and he claims, or his attorneys claim, that he has bipolar disorder. And what he did during the murder was not himself, but some other type of person. Hmm. We'll be back after this. I used to claim that in school. My dad never believed me. Coming up, more Radio Law Talk with Fred Penny, Todd Kunin, Denise Dirks. The great all-star panel will be back in just a little bit right here on this station. Stay tuned. Radio 
All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. My name is Frederick Penny of Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. I've assembled an excellent team of highly experienced personal injury trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. At Penny & Associates, we will aggressively represent you and your family when someone has been injured in an accident. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. For a free initial consultation, go to PennyLawyers.com or call 1-800-616-4LAW and ask for Frederick, Stewart, Rob, Kevin, Kent, or Will. That's Frederick Penny of Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers, 1-800-616-4LAW. For law. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In ready to grow with you. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. I've got to get my car washed. This dirt, it just won't do. But I don't have no time today. I don't know what I do. Man, I know this place right down the road. Quick, quick, car wash. Hop inside, let's take a ride and watch this cat and shine. Just come and see, I guarantee your ride will steal the show. Come on, quick, quick, car wash. Don't drive that dirty car. The old way of living with diabetes is a pain. You've got to remember to do your testing, and you always need to be sticking your fingers. The new way to live your life with diabetes is with a continuous glucose monitor. You simply apply a discreet, easy-to-use sensor on your body, and it continuously monitors your glucose levels, helping you spend more time in range and freeing you from painful finger pricks. If you test your blood sugar at least four times per day and inject insulin at least three times per day or use an insulin pump and have private insurance or Medicare, you might be eligible for a CGM with little or no cost to you. Call U.S. Medical Supply today for a free benefits check. We offer free shipping, 90-day supplies, and we bill Medicare or your insurance directly. Call now and say goodbye to finger pricks. 800-493-6112. 800-493-6112. That's 800-493-6112. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 
Now it's time for more Radio Law Talk. Oh, we're having a good time. We're talking about Doug, and we're live on the air. Uh, Connecticut college student. Now, this this individual, he's going to University of Connecticut, I believe. Um, I, I, no, I don't want to say that because I'm not sure what school. It's a school in Connecticut. Um, he's 26 years old. Um, and or maybe 25 at the time in May of 2000. Yeah, uh, it was earlier than that. So he's 26 now. So the murders occurred May 22nd, 2020. So we're yeah, you're talking. He was about 23. He's a big guy. He gets a samurai sword, and he just randomly goes in and breaks into someone's house, holds them hostage for 24 hours. Kills a, a guy with the samurai sword, wounds another person. They talk to him about, okay, just, just, just leave, just go. So he he gets out, and he goes in the truck and takes off. Right. So he's already killed one guy with the samurai sword, wounded another, and then two days later, um, oh, it says University of Connecticut student. That's the thing. So he shot another guy, and then kidnaps the guy's girlfriend. He later released her in New Jersey. Then he's driving, cruising around, and they catch him in a truck stop, arrest him. So his, what's the defense to that? He pleads guilty. He pleads he, guilty. He doesn't even go through trial. His, no. His, just and, and honestly, his words are um, Worth they're meaningful. They feel ah, like he has me. actual remorse. Yeah, well, I, I think this is what he's, his attorney said. He said he suffers from bipolar disease, anxiety, and psychotic episodes, and that was a psychotic episode. And that's what we were talking about before. I think anybody that's going out murdering people has got psychotic episodes, right? Um, but the judge uh, didn't have any of it and, and uh, slapped him with just this Thursday. So this, he was convicted uh, a number of months ago. Um, it was, I believe, February they convicted him of murder. And the judge uh, gave him 55 years. Uh, what is that, two, Todd, 225-year concurrent? Or Actually, so, so what they did was, uh, this, for, for even one of them, he could have gotten 55 years. He got 55 right. years for, for both, both, but they run them concurrently as opposed to consecutive. Consecutive, 55, maybe that'd be 110 years. Correct. So by running them concurrently, oh, I see. They, they run them at the same. Side by side? Yeah, at the same time. Side by side. So I, I, I get the feeling that the judge was took into consideration his mental health defense, Absolutely. took into consideration that, but by the same token, uh, I mean, he took the lives of people. Well, and, what, and with right. the samurai and, sword, too. I know. Yes, just awful. Brutal. Um, and in Connecticut, they had already gotten rid of the death penalty, so he wasn't looking at a death penalty. Um, and he actually said in court that there's no words for, that that can possibly atone for what I did. Um, I'm so sorry. And he was seemed to be very sorry and very understanding of his condition. And you know what? I don't guys, feel sorry for a guy happens. that's. I'm sorry, but I'm I'm, I'm bad person maybe because I do not feel sorry for him one bit. Well, if Anyone he hadn't pled guilty, yeah. he might have had a defense. Well, the thing is, what I'm trying to say is I could see having a psychotic... I, I get it. And I worry about crazy people just walking in 
wherever you are, anybody, uh, and just go, you know, I had a psychotic episode. I get that to some degree when he chops someone up with a samurai sword, but then later on, he, a few days later, you think, you okay, I'm thinking about this, maybe there's, he kills another person. So it's not like, okay, I kind of went crazy for a little bit and had a psychotic episode. And I know some psychologists are going, Mr. Penny, they can go on for weeks or months. two weeks, months. And I get that, but I, I'm still not feeling sorry I for I knew him. somebody that yeah. believed he was in a game with a car, and he went and hit and killed a whole bunch of people I in believe his that. car. I believe that. Because he, inside his mind, he was in that game. Yes. No, I believe that. So, but it's I just, mean, it, it, mental it, illness is... But then you got these families. It just ruined these families. Just absolutely, just I, I don't know. That's I just I don't know. I feel for the families more than I do for the person with the psychotic episode. Is is mental capacity? That's a defense, right? Well, it it, it can be a defense. It it looks in this case because he entered a plea that the mental capacity was not used as a as a defense to what he did. It was used as a factor in mitigation to argue to the court what the appropriate sentence should be. So it's not, I'm not guilty because I, I have a mental defect. It is, this is why I shouldn't get life without parole. This is why I shouldn't get 110 years versus, and to his credit, I mean, look, we only saw a portion of his statement. Yeah, that's true. But to his credit, when he made a statement, it wasn't reported that he used the mental health as any sort of an excuse. The lawyer could, and lawyers will do that. He was pretty focused on his statement, I'm sorry, words will never be able to express how sorry I am, and I don't deserve forgiveness, I am sorry. He didn't say, I would never do this, but I was out of my mind, and it was during the pandemic, and it was, right. he, he accepted responsibility which is another factor that the court can consider, which is acceptance right. of responsibility without forcing to go through a trial. He clearly so. had mental issues. I, I'm not disagreeing with that. I mean, someone that uses a samurai sword to walk in and break in someone's house and whack them all up for no reason, pretty much. But do we sacrifice their lives on the altar of his mental illness? I mean, that's what I'm kind of hearing here, and I'm thinking, no, I don't. I whoa, don't. that's a tough well, thing well, to I, consider. I, right? I don't, I don't, I don't think see that, it like that. I know, I, I get again, that. Yeah. And, and, and I want to be clear... The mental illness was not used as a defense to the conduct. It was not used to say, I should not be found not guilty. Or at least going to say, I should not be I should not be exonerated of having done anything because of the mental illness. The only time it came up was, as the attorneys were arguing, the appropriate sentence under these circumstances is... This and I, I think the judge took all that into consideration, and gave him fifty-five years. Yeah, he, he could have, you know, been um, put in a mental institution, if, for example, yeah. right. and have to be there until he was competent to stand trial. Right. And and the 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 problem with the bipolar disorder is that it is never the same for every person. It is always different. And to be honest, Lori there's Ballon. not a whole. Yep, there's not a whole lot of medications. That will last for a person's lifetime to keep them normalized. That's scary, that, though. Yeah, it has scary to be that, compounded. That they're and walking around. Changed. Yeah, yeah. We're walking around. We'll be back. Tough situation. We've got more coming up on Radio Law Talk right here on your local radio station in many cases. And if it's not there, it's always available at radiolawtalk.com. So stay tuned. We'll be back. Radio Law Talk. 
Radio Law Talk. This is Radio Commercials and other announcements aired on Radio Law Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA. How would you like to publish and sell your own audiobook? Great stories deserve great storytelling. Audiobook Network provides professional voice actors and full production services for every author's manuscript. You'll choose from one of our many voice actors. Bring your story to life with audiobooks. Consumers are mobile these days, and having an audiobook helps authors reach a larger customer base, which increases book sales. From narration, production, and editing to distribution, promotion, and sales, Audiobook Network does it all for you. We hold your hand throughout the entire production process. We'll create an audiobook that you can be proud of. It doesn't cost or take as much time as you may think. In fact, for us, it's pretty easy. It's what we do. If you've got a published print book, ebook, or even a manuscript, give Audiobook Network a call right now and get our free audiobook guide. 800-721-4869. 800-721-4869. That's 800-721-4869. If you're struggling to keep up with conversations, avoiding restaurants because you can't understand the waiter, if you've got the TV volume way, way up, then you really need these. These tiny but powerful little hearing aids are the Nano CIC Rechargeable, priced at only $297 for a full pair. And no, these are not simply amplifiers. These are ultra-high quality, ultra-reliable hearing aids, priced thousands less than other hearing aids. They fit right in your ear, nothing shows on the back of your ear, and at only $297 for a full pair. When you order today, Nano will give you a 45-day money-back guarantee. Order right now and Nano will give you a free portable charging case, and even ship them to you for free. Here's the number, call now. 800-254-1639 800-254-1639 that's 800 254 USA News Update. As Earth Day is being celebrated around the world, President Biden is taking steps to curb pollution in the U.S., especially in low-income and minority communities. We know public health impacts of toxins in air and water, and there's real, real effects. So I think it's one of the reasons I had childhood asthma. So many people in that area, we had one of the highest cancer rates in the nation. Biden signed an executive order creating a new Office of Environmental Justice. Ohio Governor Mike DeWine wants Norfolk Southern Railroad to pay for the long-term impacts of the train derailment in East Palestine. DeWine feels the railroad should set up a fund to help people in that community that may be impacted by the toxic derailment. All charges against actor Alec Baldwin have been dropped. He had been charged in connection with the shooting death of the cinematographer on the set of his movie Rust. The charges were dropped without prejudice. That means Baldwin could still face charges as the investigation continues. John Schaefer, USA News. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yep, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around 200 
200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code HOOD for an extra $0.25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code HOOD for a $0.25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code HOOD. Thirteen seventy six. Radio Law Talk. I like that show. That is Armadillo. Now, Radio Law Talk continues. Here's your host, Fred Penny. We're about ready to jump into the LA school lawsuit. That's very interesting. Uh, what happened uh, and sad. But we, we want to backtrack. We're talking about the samurai sword guy that claimed that he had bipolar disorder. He didn't. His lawyer claimed um, this, that, that pled guilty and got 55 years. Let's talk about the difference between competency and insanity plea. Because don't forget, we're talking about the Lori Vallow case that's going on. In fact, we didn't follow up with any Vallow. It must not have been going on this week. I sent you a little information, but there yeah. was... Uh, Nothing yeah. much happened this Nothing week. Nothing earth-shaking. Right. It was about right. her son. Yeah. Right. It was about the, the one surviving right. child. Right. We saw his sister's picture in the courtroom right. and, and it was said, upset. that's my sister, and that yeah. was... Yeah, yeah was I tough. know that. Okay. Tough, yeah. But anyway, we're going to talk about the competency, and that Lori Vallow was found incompetent to stand trial, then she was, she was basically rehabilitated where she could be competent to uh, stand trial. And then there's the insanity plea, the famous... Hinkley, who came from a very wealthy family, um, he, was it Hinkie or Hinkley? Hinkley, Hinkley that uh, tried to kill President Reagan and actually uh, shot him. Shot him and uh, Brady. His Brady was the Secretary of State, press or? secretary. What press, press secretary. secretary? Yeah, yeah. And then he got shot in the head and he was paralyzed. Is he still alive? I don't know. I'm sure yeah, if he's still the, alive. The, well, he, I think he's passed, but the bill that came out of that was called yeah, the, Brady the Brady Gun Bill. Right? Brady Gun right, Bill, right. yeah. And so th- let's talk about the difference between that, because we were talking during the break, and we, we said we got to bring that up. Todd and Denise, you had a good conversation about that. Yeah. I mean, look, the difference, I guess the best way to look at the difference between these two, because in Lori Vallow, we heard that, that she was found incompetent to stand trial, and there's a lot of knee-jerk reaction from folks going, what, well, she clearly did it. And, and those are two different things. Incompetent to stand trial has to do with the mental state of the person while the trial proceedings, pre-trial, and then trial proceedings are going on. 
the insanity defense has wait, to— Wait, doesn't it also tie to the, um, the constitutional rights of being able to assist counsel in your defense? Yes. So yes. that's, that's kind of where that right but, arises? But my, my, my point is—we'll get to that in a second. My point mm-hmm. is, at what point in time is the mental defect that we're talking about— germane to the criminal proceedings and and the in the competency to stand trial deals with all of those issues but it deals with the time while the trial is happening or pre-trial it's why the criminal proceedings are going on the insanity defense looks at the mental state of the individual at the time of the offense now sometimes you'll have both you'll have somebody that is is has insanity as a defense, and they're incompetent to stand trial because that uh, competency was diminished the entire time. Don't th- those type of people usually get then um, confirmed basically to a mental health institution or something? In, in so, so, so what happens is, let's, let's take the competency to stand trial. This is Lori Vallow's case. She was, she was deemed incompetent, not competent to stand trial because of uh, her mental state. And what happens is once the court makes the determination that a person is not competent to stand trial, then they go to a, a mental hospital state, usually a state-run mental hospital, where they undertake to restore the person to competency. Once the person is, quote, restored to competency, and that's what happened with Lori Vallow, they then go back to the jurisdiction and they face trial. So that that incompetency ruling on that issue does not work as a defense to the underlying crime itself. It's Got just it. it just makes it so that they can participate and, and understand what's going on as the trial goes forward. You compare that to what Hinckley had who uh, shot former President Reagan, that was, he was mentally, he was mentally insane, legally insane at the time, to the extent that he could not be held accountable for his actions at the time of the offense. And, well, he, uh, he was found not guilty of attempted murder of the president of the 1981 assassination attempt, he was found not guilty by reason of insanity because the jury believed that he was not in his right mind, that he was legally insane at the time and therefore not culpable for his conduct. And he was also um, sent to a um, state mental health facility, and for a long time he didn't get out. And then you started to hear about, it was about 10 years ago, that he was getting weekend visits with his parents, Mm -hmm. and people were all up in arms. How can he be out already and all of that? And now I do think he's actually been restored um, to um, his parents, and he's living with his parents now, which a lot of people are upset about. But he now has had enough. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I know he was having weekend visits with his parents. Hmm. So yeah, I, b- I believe he was released um, recently. I, yes. I want to say it was within the last year. It has been fairly recent, yes. But he has been essentially released. I mean, yes. he's kind of out. Yeah. Yeah, he's out of the mental health facility. <sighs> yeah. So he was. Yeah. It, it, he. A federal judge ruled that he could be released, and that ruling came down um, in July of 2016. And 
look, after a judge makes that determination that somebody can be released, obviously there's a period there where you have to find the appropriate jurisdiction. I mean, it's not like they just open the doors and let somebody go. Uh, the determination that somebody can be released is usually what they don't say is uh, released with conditions, and, and they have to make sure that the environment that they go to is suitable and the public has an opportunity to object. It's, it's, quite, a, uh, it's quite a proceeding to find but appropriate they, living conditions. But they, they still probably have a probation officer that follows him around because he's probably oh. on probation. Is he released or probably just on probation? You know, that's a good question. Is there probation after you've been sent to a mental facility? Well, it, he has to report. I know he has to report that he didn't wander so far, didn't go unsupervised. I mean, there are some conditions, at least there were back then, as I recall, but it's been a while. So. And, and it was phased, that what we've heard recently, so that was in 2016. Yeah. It was phased as of 2022, uh, it was June 15th, 2022, he was fully released, no restrictions. Yeah. So he can move and go and anywhere. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Because I remember when that happened. I do, too. Oh, I do, too. I do, too. I 41 years, two months, and 15 days. Well, he's served a long time. And Jody Foster still doesn't return his calls. I mean, this was the... <laughs> oh. I mean, this oh, is why that he... Is so, it's so sad. He, he did he, that to get the attention of Jody Foster. Isn't that weird? I had forgotten all about alive, it. Yeah, that was his underlying thing. I right? would be difficult to let that, that guy... Yeah, Jody Foster maybe should... Um, I'll call him back. Make sure she has security. Yeah, no, I don't. Know. That's, that's mean. Ridiculous. Here we are making an assumption that no, he's not I well. No, I mean, I mean, obviously, but he, it just seems like the other day he should, this. I don't know. Maybe it's me. It felt like the other day this happened. I, I wonder if it's you, <laughs> Fred. Oh, I I just wonder if at any time John Hinckley has seen Silence of the Lambs. Good question. Because what would happen if the, his idol Jodie Foster, in a movie dealing with that subject matter. <laughs> I would think if there's one movie that is on the do not watch list for him, I would think that would be it. But wow, who knows? And the other one I wonder about is uh, the assassin of John Lennon, Mark David Chapman. I don't know what became oh, of him. Oh, that's true. I wonder what happened. Did he get convicted? It, well, that was in England, wasn't he? No, no that no, was in New York. York. It was in New York. York. He was convicted. Right across from Central Park. Yeah, he was right convicted. Right in his apartment. I was oh. watching Monday Night right Football when the announcement was made. Yeah. Um, my husband still, that, yeah. I mean, honestly, yeah, was, that was his hero. Yeah, I was working in a newsroom at the time, and you know, obviously it was a four bell on the Associated Press and all of that. But yeah. I just don't recall whatever came if I was trying to Google. I don't it remember either. We'll look it up during the break and come we back. We will. We'll answer. Really it. quick, in L.A., Los Angeles School District, there's a 13 year old boy that is running during PE and falls down and collapses while jogging. Uh, they do great. They have great attempts to do CPR. It takes 12, day, 12 minutes to get the paramedics there. The big issue is they have a defibrillator at the school that apparently the argument is by the plaintiffs and, and the parents sue the school district because they could have got the defibrillator and there's dueling experts, obviously, but that they claim that could have saved their son who died two years later, basically he was a vegetable because he didn't get enough oxygen to his brain and his organs. Um, but he had a pre-existing medical condition is the argument. Well, they won a $15 million lawsuit. So wow. the question is, their argument was, that is the plaintiff's argument is, the principal did not notify the teachers that they had this device. That's their argument. And uh, so very interesting. Make sure that 
Uh, those of you school people, if you have a defibrillator, know how to use it and uh, help those kids out if they go down because kids are going down. When we come back, we're going to talk about a 13-year uh, post-murder of a, a spouse and why 13 years later this individual is being convicted. We'll be back. Next on Radio Law Talk with Fred, Todd, and Denise. Stay tuned as the show continues. Radio Law Talk and radiolawtalk.com. Commercials and other announcements aired on Radio Law Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA. If you're struggling to keep up with conversations, avoiding restaurants because you can't understand the waiter, if you've got the TV volume way, way up, then you really need these. These tiny but powerful little hearing aids are the Nano CIC Rechargeable, priced at only $297 for a full pair. And no, these are not simply amplifiers. These are ultra-high quality, ultra-reliable hearing aids, priced thousands less than other hearing aids. They fit right in your ear, nothing shows on the back of your ear, and at only $297 for a full pair. When you order today, Nano will give you a 45-day money-back guarantee. Order right now and Nano will give you a free portable charging case, and even ship them to you for free. Here's the number, call now. 800-254-1639 That's 800-254-1639 Do you run a business and want to learn how you can get between $10,000 to $5 million in 60 seconds? We're Biz to Credit, a top-rated online financing provider to hundreds of thousands of America's business owners. If your business does at least $120,000 a year in gross sales, we can get you more money to run your business in as little as 72 hours. Our terms are simple, repayment plans are flexible, and based on your cash flow. Plus, the paperwork is minimal, and the approval process is fast. So in the time you've listened to this commercial, you could have learned if you qualify to get up to $5 million in cash deposited to your business bank account in the next two to three days. Funding specialists are ready to take your call right now and get you the money you need fast. Call 800-559-5523. That's 800-559-5523. Again, 800-559-5523. Call now. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-738-0170. 800-738-0170. 800-738-0170. Do you have an old car sitting around your house? 
Maybe you're even paying insurance on it. Well, if you don't need that car anymore, donate it, running or not, to the United Breast Cancer Foundation. They will even come and pick it up for free and give you a receipt for a tax donation. Breast cancer screening could save the life of someone you love. And right now, they need your help. They want to save more lives through early detection by offering women free or low-cost breast screening exams. And that's what your old car helps to pay for. So get your phone out and call right now to donate your car to the United Breast Cancer Foundation. Remember, they will come pick it up for free and give you a tax donation receipt. Call right now at 800-245-0473. 800-245-0473. That's 800-245-0473. 800-245-0473. If you pay my fee, I'll take your case. Are, Are you serious? This is Radio Law Talk. All right, we're back to talk about a 13 years ago uh, about a uh, death that now uh, a murder charges were brought. By the way, uh, shout out to... We know, I think it's Keith from Alaska called in and asked yeah. a question, but thanks for calling in, Keith. And uh, Cal Hunter uh, was able to talk to him. Uh, so here's the situation. The situation is, in April 2010, a 911 dispatcher gets this call, and uh, this is in St. Paul, Minnesota, and the frantic calls from a Heidi Furcus. Heidi Furcus is 25. She's married to a guy by the name of Nick Furcus, who's 27. She says someone's breaking into her home. And next thing you know, uh, that's then uh, a call back that it is by the husband, Nick Furcus, and says, my wife's been shot, somebody broke into our house, and I've been shot. And, and he's been shot in the thigh. Um, Heidi dies. She's murdered. Well, she dies and supposedly, you know, murdered by this person or whoever. But as they come and they do an investigation, they find this is a follow this story. They find it kind of suspicion because that's there's no real proof of any breaking and entering. They take the dogs, they start looking around the neighborhood, all around the area. There's no proof of footprints or breaking and entering. Everything just seems a little bit, you know. Uh, weird. Now, his argument is how does his wife get shot? It wasn't by the people breaking in. It was the struggle and the fight. Yeah. His 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 shotgun quote, discharges and hits his wife and hits him during this struggle. And as he claimed, where he claimed the the people broke and entered, there was an absolute like pristine scene. They had a table right at the entry where they said that he, where he was claiming they broke in. That was not, you know, dishuffled, not hit, not pushed. It was in the same spot, right? You think if there's a, a fight going on over the gun, there would have been, you know, thrown into a table and something would have happened. Well, they could have been obsessive, compulsive burglars that, you know, wanted to keep the area neat. Yes, I'm sure, sure they did. Sure, sure. Yeah, and, and, and his defense lawyer, by the way, the defense lawyer of this husband, and I'm going to tell you when this de defense comes up, um, said, oh, well, the, the burglar had gloves on, and, and therefore uh, you know, 
gloves on and one other uh, thing, but but everything was so tidy and and just you know just perfect. Um, and he then he describes it as a black male, and they said, okay, then why don't you come on in and do a drawing of what this black male looked like? And all of a sudden, his attorney said, what she has the right to do, I'm not talking anymore. But the attorney and this the client they 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 have a sketch artist of themselves send in the sketch and it looked like this actual individual some lady called up and says it looks like this man that has been burglarizing the area which he had but guess what he had been incarcerated at the time of this incident so there's no way he could have so they said no it wasn't that guy so let's jump forward he gets remarried they don't charge him with anything it's it this is a cold case. He gets remarried to this other gal. And by the way, we bat we gotta back up one second. At the time of this incident of the first wife, they are about ready to lose their house. And the thing is the prosecutor's argument is that was what his issue was. He didn't want to be embarrassed to tell people he was gonna lose the house. Because they were about ready to lose the house, but the deceased, though the wife who died knew nothing right. of the financial difficulties the fam- nobody ah. knew that their finances were in such a shambles right. Right, that they were about to lose their house they actually were going to be evicted that's right that's right and and the next day yeah the very next day and this happens where uh, his his wife ends up dead wow. okay now wow. fast forward he gets remarried has three children with his wife, yes. and it's 13 years he later. He meets his second wife two months after his first wife yep. was killed. I right. wonder if he put the incident on his Tinder profile. Well, at least it wasn't <laughs> at the funeral. I mean, really. Well, that's, yeah. It. Could have well, been much well, worse. Well, good for him. <laughs> so what he does is 13 years later, he has this, uh, you know, this, I mean, he doesn't get married, but enough, uh, right soon afterwards, he gets married to this gal, has three kids. 13 years later... They're having financial difficulties again. Right. His parents had bought them a house, and the right. deal was, you guys pay the property taxes. That's it. That's, That's it. That's all you have to pay, property taxes. And guess what? He didn't pay the property taxes. And they're about ready to be kicked out again. Wow. Yeah. And so what does the new wife say to herself? You know, this sounds a little familiar to the first wife. Hmm. And what happened to the first wife? She got offed by, quote, somebody. So she says, I'm going to get out of here, and divorces him. Now, now I do I do want to say one thing. As far as the timing is concerned, it was actually along around 2017, 2018, that they start having financial difficulty, he and his new wife. Right. They divorced in 2018. Right. And, and it was after this, she... Uh, she <laughs> She reported to the police, ultimately, when the police started looking into this, a very interesting conversation she had with her husband when she found out that despite the agreement they had with the parents and how the bills were going to be paid for the house and everything, that they were in financial trouble about to lose the house. And she confronts her husband with it. Right. And records him, by the way. And records him and says, uh, and, and she said, this is her to him. She says, the fact that you're lying was so easy for you to do in front of me over and over and over makes me think, at which point he cuts her off and says that I could murder my wife. Ooh. And she says, yes. Wow. And That's huge. 
Isn't it? That's so close to being an admission. Yeah. Right? An admission of guilt. So close. So they open it back up in 2019, the investigation. So of the she first calls the death. cops after this conversation. Right. Is that what happened? Okay. Right. Okay. So they reopen it. Um, um, they reach out to the FBI and do, they do a reconstruct sound data from the 911 call. To see, you know, he's calling like, you know, there's someone's breaking in. And she calls first, and then he calls. Um, and sure enough, there is basically silence in the background other than the two people that were there. There's no evidence of, of any sound. Someone breaking in, someone walking, someone else, nothing. And here, think about the perfect scenario. I, I wake up in the middle of the night, and I say to my husband, Honey, somebody's breaking in the house. You call the cops. I'm going to go get my gun. Right? Well, and then he calls 911 and says somebody's breaking in the house, and then I use my gun to kill him. Now, here's That's the like thing. a pretty good scenario. And yeah, that is, but right? how did he get her to call? Call 911. I'm going to get my gun. Oh, okay. That's probably why she's probably saying someone, he probably told her, hey, call someone's breaking in. And that's why she did that. You, you, you can see now, this, this is where I'm hypothesizing here, but if they're both in bed asleep and he wakes her up and says, I heard somebody downstairs. Right. right. You know, everything she is saying is based upon what he would have told her. Correct. Right. That and makes sense. So, I mean, it's, it actually is kind of a. I hate to say this, but it was kind of a brilliant scheme. I mean, honestly, but for the victim to call nine one one. But for the fact that it's rife with motive once the financial dealings come out, and 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 here doesn't it smell like Murdoch? Exactly. I was. (laughs) I remember a couple weeks ago we were talking about Murdoch, and I and I I even said, I don't know what you kill your wife and son because you want to throw the dogs off the. uh, Did he have a son at the time? Did they have one? I don't think they had a. I don't. My my issue with Murdoch was really your, your theory is he killed his wife and son because he was having financial trouble? Who would do that? Well, this guy maybe. This guy's yeah. being charged with that very scenario. But the All next right. question is, yeah. did they still get kicked out of the house after the murder? What oh, no, did he the bought killing time. solve? He bought time. Oh, I see. So, Wait, okay. yeah, yeah, so here's the... Well, okay, when we it come back... It was a crime scene, remember? When right. we come right. back, right. we got the end of this and what happens. It does come to a head, and we're going to tell you what happens. So stick with us. Hour three... We're going to drop the bomb as to what happened. It's very interesting. So much good stuff coming your way on Radio Law Talk. Don't miss any of it. If your radio station locally gives way and does not carry the third hour, just go over to radiolawtalk.com. And if your station carries it in off hours, please remember, you can hear the show live anytime at radiolawtalk.com, 9 to noon, every Saturday, Pacific time, 9 to noon, and it's all free. That's all on radiolawtalk.com, and we'll be back. Remember, Radio Law Talk is available 9 to noon Pacific every Saturday, live on radiolawtalk.com and on many radio stations coast to coast. You have been listening to RadioLawTalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated. Go
money because I'm in the witness protection program. I have too much credit card debt and I don't want people to find me. Okay, I'm just kidding. We're going to talk about credit card debt. Right, those plastic things that we all have in our wallet. Are you in your 50s or 60s and you're still carrying around a mound of credit card debt? Wouldn't it be nice to start banking that money and save a little money for retirement down the road? We help people restructure their credit card debt all the time. We show people how they can get out of credit card debt in months, not years. Listen, you'll be carrying around credit card debt for the rest of your life unless you deal with it right now. We offer a free consultation so you can learn how you can finally wipe out your credit card debt and start saving money. Give us a free call right now. Call Debt Solutions Network now. 866-451-3328. 866-451-3328. That's 866-451-3328. 